When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watched on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, Nadia? How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Lon. Just a second. I want to check with my psychic if we should do this podcast first. <laughs> I hold was on, gonna... hold on. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what? My psychic said okay, as long as we do it before Ramadan. Go sign. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask. Do you think <laughs> you'll ever get an answer from your boyfriend by interrupting him when he's playing on PlayStation? <laughs> Oh, hell no. <laughs> I would have to wait for a cut scene. <laughs> Even if the house is on fire, he would probably ask me to wait for the cut scene. Yeah. But yeah, that was so funny though. Like, how are you mad at someone that you interrupt from playing a game that you probably bought for him? Oh, she did. I forgot that she did buy mm-hmm. that for him. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you the whole setup was bought by her. Remember? She she did. That's right. Uh, that yeah. She went that. to GameStop or something, and she bought a new game. I bet you she bought the console as well. Yeah, I yeah. Thought angle at and that what, angle. And ask yourself, why would he care about a ring that was not bought by his own money? That too. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking of that. Should we just dive in? Let's dive yeah, in. Let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. So during that scene, I was like. First off, he's in the middle of a game. Right? Yep. That was my very first thought. That's a cardinal and, sin to like interrupt yeah. someone, especially like if you're playing a battle royale game yeah. or something, right? Like and a- this isn't, yeah, this isn't just for the ladies. This is for the fellas too. If you are not a gamer, you may not understand that if you do not interrupt someone, male or female, in the middle of a game, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Their attention is diverted until... Like you said, maybe there's a cutscene, or <laughs> especially when you had the headphones on. I was like, no, you're not getting. He's dialed in right there. <laughs> and circling back to what you said about the ring, for me, aside from the fact that yes, he bought it with her money, I'm kind of reading it from like his attitude, and I'm kind of in agreement that it's not anything to worry about. I don't think people should sweat the small things. And maybe she's super, super sentimental. I'm a sentimental person too, but we've got bigger things to worry about. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's uh, the 60 days turned to eight days. You're tripping over a ring. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like just chill out. Yeah, I mean, chill out. But I get it. I I get it. And she was like, oh, you know, the most romantic Thing of my life or whatever right was was the way she viewed it but to me i'm like dude don't sweat the small stuff everybody out there like ladies and gentlemen don't sweat the small things i get it 
okay, maybe that's she's a super sentimental person. There are bigger things to worry about right now. <laughs> True. There are a lot of topics here that we can dive into. For example, how is she feigning ignorance about Ramadan when she was married to a Moroccan before? This shouldn't be news to her. Yeah. I'd, I'm not saying she's an expert in Islam, <laughs> but I think she should kind of know what Ziet was saying to her is that this is a holy month. I'm trying to respect the holy month by not staying with you, by not smoking, drinking, whatever, right? And she act all surprised. And I'm like, weren't you married to a Muslim before? Like, this shouldn't be news to you. You know what I mean? And plus, how can you be mad at Ziet when he's the one who's trying to find a solution? Like, he was the one who said, let's just go to the court. But I get it. The court's probably closed because of the pandemic. But she's the one that thinks that this whole wedding is being rushed. But let's face it, 90 days is not for you to take your time. You know, I mean, like, it's for you to just get married, get it over and done with. Because otherwise, that whole visa process, that two years that you claim to be waiting for him, that just goes down the drain if you don't act fast. I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm like, you had two years to figure this out. Yeah. Two years. You had two years to figure that out, right? Like You guys know. And, and during those two years, I bet every single day she was on the phone talking about, I just want to get married. Do it then. <laughs> so for me, the whole Ramadan issue, and we talked a little bit about this, if we circle back to it. I can understand her point of view when she calls him out on his hypocrisy. And I think that line really, for me, was the, oh, shit, when she was like, so you're telling me you're only a strict Muslim like once a year or something like that, one month one out month of the year. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Dude, like, I, at first I was like, I kind of agree with her, but then I was also thinking, well, I mean, and Lon, you can speak to this since, you know, you're a Catholic, but like Catholics are strict during that month as well right there's always like a holy month that you want to respect and then okay the rest of the year yeah maybe he's a moderate muslim but maybe he just decides to honor that one holy month you know and again i could be tripping here because this could all be fabricated it's probably all contrived tlc is probably asking him to find some fault in this whole living arrangement But again, like I can, I don't think she should say like, oh, you're a strict Muslim, like one month out of the year. But that that same logic can be applied to every other religion as well. There's always a a holy month, you know, like same with the Jews, same with like Christians and Catholics. And plus, again, like she should have known. She should have known that she's marrying a Muslim and this is what she should be expecting, you know? Yeah, I think for her. It's like she sees him bending the rules all, all the time and being maybe a moderate Muslim or whatever, if there's even like moderate Muslims. And she's like, this is the time that you chose when it's this is the time, our wedding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you chose to flip this on me. Yeah, I mean, so I, maybe she's frustrated at that. Like you're breaking the rules all the time. Now that when it comes to marrying or to staying together during Ramadan while we figure this out, now is the time that you're going to pull this card. So, you know, one of those things. And again, like 
two years, she should have known. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on the pigtail look, the <laughs> Wendy's look. I uh, saw the memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for our, most of our listeners come from the U.S., but for those who are listening from outside the U.S., you, you guys have to Google Wendy's. It's a fast food chain that has this iconic face of a, I guess, a girl in a pigtail and she's redhead. Yeah, I thought that was the look that Rebecca was going for. I feel bad for her because she's she got on. I don't know if it was Instagram or what, but I saw the video on Instagram and she is a type to like, you know, be critical of herself after watching episodes. I think everyone is probably, but she was on Instagram already going, yeah, you know, and um, what was up with my hair? I don't know what was up with my hair. It looked horrible. I can't, I, I don't know what I was doing. And I'm just like, girl, just girl, come on, just man. Yeah, own it. Like, okay, that's exactly my point, right? Like, own it. You know, there's times when, I don't know, I'm editing video and I'm like, why did I say that? Or I'm listening to our podcast and like, oh, I Maybe I missed an opportunity to whatever, right? But I'm not going to go on my socials and go, guys, what was I talking about? I can't believe I said that, guys. Like, (laughs) just leave it. Let the pieces fall where they may. So I I felt really bad. But even before the memes, while I was watching it, I was like, huh, that's not the best look. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if maybe she was going for a more youthful look. Because that is kind of a youthful look, right? That whole, are they called pigtails? Are those pigtails? I forget. There's like ponytails and pigtails and different things. But I think those are. Yeah, I think those are side pigtails. Yeah. Yeah. The same one that Stephanie was wearing too. I think she she had pigtails as well. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to segue to... Stephanie and Harris. Stephanie and and Harris. Oh my gosh. So with Harris, like the whole, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know about the whole, the whole psychic thing. I'm glad. I'm glad she's the astrology. I mean, I guess I'm glad that she co-signs because I guess he's a better fit than Ryan. But I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's like, you have to tell me a little bit about yourself. So this is, here, here's the thing about my thing with psychics. Like the psychics, usually they, they like to hear things and then they make their psychic analysis by feeding off of the information you give them. Mm-hmm. So for me right away, I was like, why does he got to tell you shit? Just, can you read their fucking fortune? Yeah. <laughs> What is this about, right? Didn't she say he has kind eyes or something? I can make those judgments too. And she know, did. right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. But according to Stephanie, she's been right. Like a lot of the times and she, and she knows things. So, yeah. One of the things I wrote down though was, and, and I know she's sugar mama status, so it's not really a big deal, but I kind of felt some sort of way when she was giving him orders and maybe I misread that situation, but I felt some sort of way when she's like bossing him around. Why don't you go do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. Why didn't you give me a surprise using my own money? Yes. (laughs) Surprise me. 
But she details out everything I want it. You know, I want you to go pick something out and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, surprise me because I'm, this is what I want. And she goes, sends him out like a little errand boy. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, maybe these are two consenting adults and it's transactional and, and they're under that understanding. So maybe that's what it is. And if that's what I signed up for, then I'd be like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? This is easy street. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. You know what I mean? So I could get that. I can understand getting into that kind of arrangement and being down with that. But I can also understand wanting to not be treated that way. So yeah, I've just felt some sort of way because obviously like that's not, you're not going to tell me what to do. Like, I don't mind picking something out. And maybe I'm misreading that. Maybe she could have said it in a different way. But the way I saw that was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. But let's not forget that Harris has his eyes on the prize. Uh-huh. Secure the bag. Yeah. I think that, you know, that meeting with Maria, was it Maria? The, the name of the psychic? It sounds like a green card interview almost. So, he, <laughs> <laughs> right. Why do you want to come to the U.S.? Tell me about your family. Yeah. But you know what I kind of respect about Harris is that I feel like he's not hiding his true intentions. Like he says, he wants to come to the U.S. He's a hard worker. He can do more. He can earn more in the U.S. So it's not like he's being around the bush or like trying to fraud. You know, he's trying to cover his intention. I kind of respect that, I guess. You get the sense that what you see is what you get with him. Right. Exactly. Like he is not hiding anything. Like we, we're already saying things like, oh, secure the bag and all this stuff. Like, I mean, he's not hiding it. And I think the only thing that I'm a little worried about is when he drops the L-bomb. Do yeah. you really love her? That's a strong word. Yeah. No, but I, who am I to judge? Like <laughs> she wants love. And if, if he provides that for her, knowing full well that she will also provide for him in America, Again, right? Two consenting adults. This is a mutually beneficial arrangement for them. Right. But he's not the one that works out, right? Like, no, I don't think he ended up coming to the US. It's she moved on to someone else. Mm. And I think we can already tell that she's not sure about Harris. Harris to her is just like, you know, a boy toy, like an errand boy. Yeah, Yeah, just a companion. Basically, it's, her way of obliging to film with 90 Day Fiancé, she needs to film it with someone. And Harris happens to be in the same island as Ryan. Yeah. So, Makes for good TV too. So, Yeah. She's still loopy though. She's still not 100%. <laughs> half a bottle there. half a bottle of um moscato yeah Put that to the top <laughs> like yeah people 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 on the on the web has been calling it the darcy pour the darcy pour <laughs> it's so it was only one glass i know right <laughs> when they say you can only have one glass <laughs> it's so funny when he found out that he's gonna talk to this psychic he was saying like that don't put fear in me yeah, and the next thing you know, he's like sweating. <laughs> I'm not sure if you noticed. He was like sweating, especially when she asked about his baby mama situation. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I was going through Reddit. Someone actually zoomed in on Harris's hand, like his left hand, and kind of like pointed out that there's a, a ring tan 
on his <gasps> ring finger. And I was like, dude, people are vicious. <laughs> Internet so, detectives, man. I swear. I know, no. <laughs> dude. Calling him out on his bullshit. I thought maybe we can get Jovi and Yara over and done with since there's not much to say about their scenes, right? I don't want to say it's a lot to say, but my take on that is Jovi, again, Jovi, you can be better. Jovi can be better. Here's the thing. I have nothing against Jovi staying out late for his bachelor party. The thing is, if you're going to do that, you have to expect what you're walking into coming home. Dare I mean, come prepared, right? He could have bought flowers. He could have bought a box of chocolates. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Apologize, like if you already know what you're walking into. He could have thanked her. Where's the fucking thank you at? Where's the apology? Where's the I love you. I'm so glad we're getting married tomorrow. I still need to pack. I know I stayed out late. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's just a way of going about things when you fuck up, especially if you're going to fuck up intentionally. You already know you're going to fuck up. Why don't you go the extra mile to start making up for it now? Get that head start. You know, he didn't pre-enter or anything. He didn't apologize for it. He's again, he's he's just one of those guys where like he thinks he didn't do anything wrong. But you know you did something wrong. So start making up for it early. And then they're at Vegas and he's just like, so you ain't going to talk to me? Man, you know how she reacts as soon as you give that apology. As soon as you own up to your mistakes and go, I fucked up. You know, I won't do it again. And that was a perfect time to say it because he's not. He's not going to have another bachelor party. So it would have been actually really genuine for him to say, I fucked up. I'm sorry. And it's not going to happen again this is the only bachelor party I'm ever going to have because I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And this is it one and done, right? There are so many ways to butter her up. And as we've seen in the past, every time he does it, she melts. So like, are you not reading her? Do you not get her yet? There's just a better way he could have handled the situation. And I'm just like the entire time I'm like face palming and I feel bad for Yara. She let him have his night. Obviously he bent the rules a little bit, but if he just approached that situation with empathy, with understanding, with a little more caring, she, we know that she likes to be cared for and, and to feel like the priority and to be attentive. He could have been more attentive. He could have catered to her needs. You fucked up, dude. So now is the time you should be doing all the fuck up stuff, right? Like apologizing and, and caring and being, you know, the guy that's trying to make up for it. And he's just like, I guess you're not going to talk to me. You know, I'm like, this is not how you handle it. (laughs) Anyway, so that's why, that's where I'm at with that. I think you've said everything that could be said about their scenes this episode. Yeah. 100% agree with you. I think if I were Jovi, I would be smarter about coming home late. Like I would be coy about it. Like you said, I would apologize uh, or I would at least thank her. Or I would not come to the bed until I till I get rid of the alcohol smell. At least mm-hmm. I mean, like shower, dude. Yeah, come shower. On, like get you just got back your... from the strip club, bro. Yeah, dude. Like I don't know what kind of liquid. I mean, <laughs> kind of you know. Yeah. Stuff you and, have on your. And clothes, when she but... told him, when she told him that, he was also like, you know, like dude, just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was very aggravating for him to like come home and just immediately jump into bed with all the clothes that he was wearing while mm-hmm. he was outside. Smelling like stripper money and all yeah. that. Whatever, dude, you know. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Smelling like booty sweat or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> Getting that lap dance. I don't know, but yeah, at least you could have brushed your teeth, come into bed smelling minty. Smelling minty. <laughs> Speaking of minty. No, but uh, I just want to end this Yara and Jovi coverage by saying apparently there's a beef going on between Yara and Amira. Did really? You about that? Yeah. I heard that Jovi was was talking reckless about somebody. Um, Amira. Jovi this yeah, Jovi decided to be team Andrew. And I oh yeah, okay, okay. But yeah. but but Yara was also um getting into that conversation. Yeah, I feel like I gotta do more research on that. I was just reading it up before we record this, and I was like, mm. why is Yara and okay, so Yara had a lot of work done. I saw her before photos, and I'm like, dude, I get it, she's hot right now, but she didn't look too hot before plastic surgery or something. Mm. People are saying Yara is jealous of Amira because Amira is just naturally beautiful. I think mm. I'm not sure if Amira had any work done, but if she doesn't, then Amira is naturally beautiful. I think we all can agree on that. I don't know what's going on there, but I will follow up on that. And from what I heard, Jovi said something to somebody. It might have been Amira. He said something like, "Oh, this person just wants to be on TV." Yeah, he ac- pre- like pretty that. much accused Amira being a clout chaser. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Right. You know, but and they're it, they're accusing him of doing the same thing because they're like, oh, well, you signed up for another spinoff, so go fuck yourself, right? Or something I, like that. I think like, um, he signed up for another spinoff, some some 90-day spinoff. Who, Jovi? Jovi. Jovi and Yara? Yes. So maybe it's happily ever after or something, but some other. Than yeah, some either spinoff. happily ever after or love games or something, you know. Yeah, and they're but, like, whatever, you're Cloud Chaser too or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why Amira clapped back with saying like, well, Yara is also a Cloud Chaser. I mean, look, she just started her YouTube channel. She's trying to gain her influencing power through this franchise. So, I mean, yeah, fuck you back. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you back. <laughs> yeah again people know that they've got 15 minutes here take advantage of it so i can't hate man i i don't hate i think for me when i clout chase hate is when they're not on the show and then they do it and tlc picks them up and they're just obviously trying to they're not in it for the whole 90 day process they're in it because they're clout chasing but if you're on the show it's different if you're on the show and you want to take advantage of the time you have of these 15 minutes that you have then go for it i just hate when when you're not on the show and then you get on the show and now you got to fabricate a storyline and fake a relationship you know to extend your whatever your your online brand or whatever your personal branding you know and now we don't get quality content on the show because you're cloud chasing so i think that's completely different than somebody who's on the show genuinely and then they want to take advantage of the 15 minutes they have so yeah so this is where like for me it gets pretty cloudy right because i'm okay with rose i think with rose and big ed big ed was the cloud chaser if anything but i also believe that he was going after a relationship you know it just so happened that after the show's over uh, rose obviously her 
fame kind of grew and she had a glow up and everything. And I'm all for that. What I'm not down with is people like Britney and people like Stepanko. Stepanko, yeah. right. Yeah, because right. I, you fabricate a relationship and you hurt another person in the process. Mm-hmm. I feel like Yazan was genuinely hurt and genuinely inconvenienced, just like Erica. Erica was right. genuinely hurt. It seems like she was invested in the relationship, whereas Stepanko had other things on her agenda. Like she just wants to increase her influence. She wants a lot of followers on her OnlyFans. So I guess in that regard, I can see why Yara and Jovi are hating on Amira because like we discussed last week, it seems like they went on the show fabricating their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Amira had no intention of coming to the US and maybe Andrew didn't really sponsor her green card. They were just faking it all along and compared to Jovi and Yara who are genuine couples, I mean, they have a kid right now, maybe they're just calling those people out on their clout chasing agenda. So with that said, do we want to talk about Amira? I'm happy that she didn't get on the plane. Wait, um, what? Oh, to the US. Yes. Okay. Right. Oh, you totally jumped she to like didn't. the ending of it. To me, I'll only like talk about things that are to, at least to me that jump out at me. So yeah, that's the end of their scene, but I'm glad she didn't get on the plane. I think she sees that they are not meant for each other and that the whole forever thing is not going to happen, right? And it's a good thing because they weren't on the same page about children. And, you know, guys, women, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to say things. And then when you get more information, which is what happened, she probably wanted to have his children before the ass hat started coming out. The way he made it seem was that she said he was not fatherhood material. And I mean, that sucks to hear, but from what we've seen from the way he's been acting and treating her, of course, now she's getting this new information, right? It is okay to change your mind. If you said something, don't ruin the rest of your fucking life because you said something, you got new information and now you want to change your mind, but you said something I don't know, a month, two months ago, and you have to stick to your word. Yeah, there's something to be said about staying true to your word. But at the same time, don't fuck up the rest of your life over something you fucking said. So (laughs) that's where I'm at, right? So I'm glad because the entire time I'm watching, before we find out she doesn't get on the plane, the entire time I'm watching, I'm like, so you're going to hold her to that and force her to be unhappy. And I think this is the type of thing that Andrew does. He puts her in these situations ultimatum type situations like well you made me a promise things like that right well if you don't do this then blah right and he's he's doing that again he's like well you promised you know like she can change her fucking mind because you were not the same you didn't reveal yourself to be the person you are to her now you're starting to reveal yourself you were probably a better guy back then your true colors didn't show yet And now that she's seeing these parts of Andrew that she doesn't like, and she's like, no, I do not want to have your child. Like she can make that choice. So I think she started to see that. And um, 
which is why I jumped to that. I'm glad she didn't get on that plane. I think she knows this is not the person she wants to have a child with. So it, it isn't so much that she doesn't want to have kids. She doesn't want to have kids with you. And there's a huge difference. And knowing that, why is she going to even marry then? And I'm thinking these realizations happened, right? And it's a good thing because if she came and you guys did this whole 90-day process and then you married, it wouldn't have worked out because you, you, I don't think you would have resolved this issue. You'd be like, what, Tanya and Sinjin talking about, well, I thought I could change you. Well, you know, I'm not going to have a kid. Well, I thought, you know, that once we married, maybe you change your mind. That's not the way to to get into this thing, right? I think she knew that. And I think these realizations occurred late, but better late than never. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless because I totally agree if we take that situation at face value. Mm. Because would you like to hear another unpopular opinion? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Cause again, I, I, I know, I know we touch on the unpopular opinions about whether this is all fabricated and whether Amira yeah. is playing us. Right. And this is a, this is another character and she's different off camera. So let's hear it. Let's hear uh, it. First of all, I just want to get on record by saying that I am still not team Andrew. Like I'm not siding with neither of them. And I think Andrew does come off douchey uh you know he still comes off douchey like he's trying to play victim in this situation i can't stand that right it's, you know there there are bits of him gaslighting her as well and i don't stand for that as well but what i am very suspicious of is how she's starting to act like the victim as well so the unpopular opinion is we're starting to see that Amira is that friend, Lon, that friend that you try to talk off the ledge and yet she still jumps. You know, you, right. it's like you're trying to tell this friend of yours, hey, get over this guy. You don't need this guy. You're a strong, independent woman. Right. You're better off with someone else. And then a few weeks later, she goes back with the same guy. So it's like, at this point, just like the Stephanie situation, we're trying to be in your corner, but you're making it hard for us. And then plus, someone actually called her out on this too. You know, Amira's trying to showcase Serbia as being this war-torn country. I mean, they're not war-torn right now. I had now. an I mean, issue you, with that. Yeah. And again, this could be TLC. As we know, TLC likes to go to countries and try to film the worst part of it. I right. get it. But she's also doing the filming and she's doing the narrating. Now, unless she's being told by production to really degrade how the capital city is, because apparently someone wrote in to say that, hey, looking at that timestamp, I was there at the same time as Amira and Belgrade is one of the most safest and cleanest cities I've been in. Like this guy from the U.S. apparently traveled to Belgrade, Serbia, around the same time as Amira to meet with his Finnish fiance or wife or whatever, because I guess they were separated during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So they decided to meet in Serbia. And he said that she couldn't be off by a lot. The way she was describing 
the place, like how like shops were closing. I mean, first of all, if you're hungry, why do you wait till the last minute till the shops are closing? Mm-hmm. But even then, this person was saying like, look, they, they have a very thriving nightlife. Places that close at one. So unless, <laughs> you know, you want to get a late night snack, like, yeah, I wouldn't go out at 12 hoping to get, you know, something before they close, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like her... Highlighting the fact that, oh, there are riots, there's like police sirens. Dude, that, that's no different than London right now, for instance, right? right? So again, I, I know this is such a very sensitive topic, especially right now to talk about because, you know, if that um, person that got uh, kidnapped and killed by um, the Metropolitan Police in London. And I'm not saying that Amira shouldn't feel unsafe. Like she should feel how she feels. But I would hate it for her to exaggerate a situation that's not... Misrepresent a city. Yeah, misrepresent a city that's already suffering because of the pandemic. And now because you, you filmed the worst part of it, you filmed the graffiti walls, you film people calling you or whatever, right? It's like you're trying to paint this picture that, oh yeah, Serbia is yeah. a danger zone. American TV is notorious. Uh, media outlets and movies and shows uh, here in America, at least, can't speak for the rest of the world, but we are notorious for doing this. Right. So it's just a bad look for her to be filming for TLC to get these kinds of images and to kind of represent Serbia in this way. Balan, let's not forget that she is 50% of that decision that she made with Bacon Malone, you know? like no one's putting a gun to your head and say hey go to serbia right now like no you you agree to it you brought yourself to this situation so why are you saying stuff like oh andrew should be here to support me no he (laughs) you know he can't be there and i'm not trying to invalidate how she's feeling but i would be damned if she fabricated this whole thing you know, mm. I mean, Jerry's still out. I, I don't know if that's for sure, but it's just starting to sound really fake to me because if I were her or, or Andrew, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking about kids. Like my goal is to get your ass into the US. Like mm. I wouldn't be bringing up topics about, hey, so what do you think about cohabiting or like kids or whatever? Like those things you should have talked about either before or after this whole ordeal is over. So there's a lot of like red flags during their scenes, I feel. So that's all. Sorry. So you're glad glad she's not on the plane. (laughs) I I can't say I'm glad. I can't say I'm not glad. Mm. I just feel like this could ultimately be a waste of time. Gotcha. So do you have anything else to say there about Amira? No. How many more episodes do we got? Are we going to see more of this or? Uh, we're at episode 14. So I'm guessing there, there are like maybe a few more. I don't know. Is it a 20 episode type of season? I don't know. It's I mean, one of those things where I think this has gone. Well, what's the saying I'm looking for? It's, it's reached the end of its rope, I think, right. is the euphemism I'm looking for. That's why I'm like, are, are we going to see more of this? That's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm kind of tired of their story now too. Yeah. You get it. Like you're trying to get to America and you can't. <laughs> so I'm done. 
like this whole storyline should have been over in like one hour you yeah. know tops right okay maybe one hour is too little but maybe within the first five episodes or something you know yeah. anyway are we ready to talk about Tarzel? what's your take on the whole the whole like let's uh read re, the reproposal and uh or, or is that jumping to the end let's you want to talk about the conversation at the table first I want to remind our listeners that last week I was team Amira's dead. This week I'm team Angie or Angela, I guess. I'm not sure if she goes by Angie or Angela. That's Tariq's friend. His friend, right? Yeah. Right. The one that kind of told him off about you got to make her feel emotionally comfortable. And I'm with her on that. And I'm mm. with her on the whole like, yeah, you shouldn't be mansplaining um, you know, I like that she calls him an alpha male does, who doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. I guess my problem is with them, and we might have touched on this before, is that it's almost one-sided because Hazel gets to pick the third party. I guess I can understand why Tariq feels a certain kind of way. And I, I'm not condoning what he did. I think it's still fucked up that he tried to reconnect with an ex. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's it's such a weird dynamic where because Hazel is the bisexual, she gets to determine who is the third party. Does that make sense? Does that sound okay? Yeah. I just feel like it's so one-sided in that way. It, it tilts more to her advantage. Maybe Tariq didn't understand that part. Maybe he thought, well, I mean, if she gets to pick the woman that she wants to join our union... Why can I do the picking as well? You know, hoping that Hazel would be okay with this third party. And I think that's where, like like I said, the dynamic is so tilted to her side, you know, because she's the one that wants the girlfriend, whereas he's like, he just wants the threesome <laughs> in, my, yeah. in my mind, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, I just found that whole re-proposal. Uh, is that weird? Isn't it unnecessary? I, I don't know. Didn't that he propose weird. already? Yeah, that was weird. I thought that was, that. I thought that was corny. I thought that was unnecessary. You don't need to do. He was too extra with it. You could have just been like an apology, and I'll let you take the take the wheel on this. Like, <laughs> I guess he was playing it up for the cameras. It'll be my smiling ass in this ridiculous <laughs> suit or whatever he said. Right? Like, come on, man. Whatever. Rose petals on the stairs and stuff. It was a romantic gesture, but you could have saved that for another night. I don't think it needed to go this far with it. For me, what I was more interested in was this social norm that we are not allowed to have friends anymore. And I know that people are divided on this. There are people that are like, yeah, once you are with the partner or whatever have you, you cannot talk to to other people. And he's like, even if they're friends, like, yo, she makes your fiance uncomfortable. I'm on the fence with that, right? If anything, I tend to lean towards my friendships. Like I, if I've had a friend for 10 years and then I've only known you for two, or I don't know how long he's known, I'm not about to cut off these people who have been riding with me, you know, for a decade or whatever, right? So that's where I stand on that. I'm just like, when did this become 
an acceptable social norm that we're going to start cutting off people from our lives. And I know people that are down with that. So I'm just opening this up for discussion. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. And I get it. If the people are flirtatious, if the people have given reason to be untrustworthy um, with your spouse or with your partner, I can kind of get that. So, I, and I think maybe this is where the boundary is being crossed. Maybe this person is calling way too much for somebody who doesn't have a history with Tariq that way. But then, you know, when Tariq's friend was just like, well, this person makes her uncomfortable. So y'all can't be friends. Is that the criteria? Is that the bar? So if that's the case, then I can just tell my girlfriend or my wife, he makes me uncomfortable. He makes me uncomfortable. And he makes me uncomfortable. Like, listeners, I just want to put that out there to question that. Because when did this start to become an unacceptable social norm? I know with social media, things have really gotten twisted. But back in the day when all we had was phones, it was normal to talk to a friend. It was normal to call somebody when you were having a shitty day and then spend an hour or whatnot on the phone with them. Like, this is what people did back then. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm dating myself right now. But this is what we did before people were hitting each other on social media going, hey, what's up, you know, and all we had was the phone, you know, or we went to our neighbor's house, and we vented to them, things like that. For me, that was a bigger issue than like, this weird, like, oh, I'm going to repropose to you and stuff. That scene hit me like, is that where we're at now today in 2021? We can't have friends because we're getting married. That was me, my takeaway from that scene. Aside from the whole, like, the mansplaining bit, I'm glad she came through, his friend came through and made him realize, look, the shit you're doing is shady, dude. So I, I thought that was cool too. So she definitely gets MVP in that scene. But I'm not 100% cool with this idea that once you're in a relationship, friendships are are out the window. They're gone. Like you can't. Yeah. Lon, I'm with you there. I feel like, this is a gray area as well because like we talk a lot. Yeah. We're we're in constant communication. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say that let's, let's use us as an example yeah. because I love you like a brother. I I know we're great friends. I would hate for your future wife to say, "Hey, you got to cut ties with Nadia. I'm not Nadia makes me uncomfortable." Yeah. I'm, I'm like, "Hey." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well, I feel I would feel sad. I would respect Nadia that. is off limits <laughs> like as far Aww. as I'm fucking concerned, right? That's just it. We've had moments. We've we've shared shit. You know what I mean? We for 5 years when we worked together, we've had serious fucking talks. So like, right. you see me at my worst, me, you know. Right. Yeah. We helped each other through shit. So like, you're not going to start telling me, look, she can't be a part of your life because she makes me uncomfortable. You can go, we're going to work this out and we're going to compromise or you can fuck all the way off with that talk because I'm not hearing it, right? Like that's not happening. That just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, okay, that's just it. Like, we're not going to have a conversation about this. I think (laughs) where the line should be drawn is excess because I can safely say that. Yeah, excess is a good compromise, right? But that's the thing with Tariq. Let's take Tariq's and Hazel's situation, for example. I can understand why Hazel feel that way because if he is so comfortable reaching out to his ex and now apparently there's another Filipina that he's in contact with, like I've already lost that trust once he reached out to Minty. How do you think Hazel feel being put in that situation where now he's 
he happens to have a friend that he knew for eight years or something like I would be suspicious but again I'm also not a proponent of cutting ties with friends just because you're getting married mm. I don't think that's healthy I think people yeah. need friends in their lives that friendship shouldn't end just because you're tying the knot or you're committing your life with someone else I think that speaks to that person's insecurity if anything you know yes Agreed. so uh-huh. but that's the thing with Hazel you kind of feel for her because if he can do that to her with Minty, she, she's now thinking like, holy shit, there must be someone else that he has right. feelings for. You Had know? he gained her trust in the beginning, maybe this situation would have played out. Would be a non-issue. Yeah, exactly. It would right. be like, oh, you're chatting to another friend. Okay, great. Like, I have friends too. You know what I mean? I just think that with Tariq, there's a lot of causes for concern. Mm-hmm. And this could be another way of him trying to introduce who he wants into right. the relationship. As opposed right? to her drafting her own pick, right? <laughs> Draft pick. <laughs> I'm still laughing over Bacon Malone. <laughs> that hasn't Dude, left me some, Someone coined that term, man. Like whoever thought of that Bacon Malone is an insult to Post Malone because Post Malone is a great musician, but damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Are we good with Tarzel? Can we close it with uh, man, Mike and Natalie? I feel bad for Natalie. I do. I, I do. That scene, we, and we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming, so I was expecting it. That's why I'm like, is this going to be the finale? I felt really bad to see her crying. And the thing was, um, and I think we touched on this again on a previous podcast episode where where she felt like maybe she was settling or maybe that was Yara. Either way, you could tell that Natalie wasn't 100% with this. She made a lot of sacrifices, right? She didn't want to be married in the woods. This wasn't going to be her ideal wedding. The conditions that they were getting married in, coronavirus and whatnot, like were not like the best. And she was just like, I just want to marry you, right? That's where she's at. And then even with all the sacrifices she made to have that taken away by nothing, by not circumstance, but because Michael didn't want to do it. Like, oh my gosh, that's just, what the fuck, Mike? (laughs) That was hard. And I know, like I said previously, you can change your mind, but what the fuck, man? Oh man. So I, you proposed to her. You're talking about all this clean slate stuff, you know, let's, let's wipe the slate clean and we'll forget about the past. And there's all this stuff. And you said you guys were progressing and all that stuff. And just to like, at the last minute say, nope, like that was crushing. And I don't know, but as we all know, they still get married anyway, (laughs) but it was a tough watch (laughs) anyway. So I'll put the ball in your court. Let's see what you got to (laughs) say. You know, Lana, when you said all that about Natalie. Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. About Natalie, you know, saddling for, I wouldn't say dumped down wedding. But in a way, it's like, it's not the ideal wedding. It wasn't the fairy tale. Yeah, the fairy tale that she was looking for. But it just goes to show that she was just reduced to this woman that just wants the ring back and is just desperate to make things work and that makes Mike even 
a bigger douchebag, you know, like he's so vile to change his mind like that at the last minute when her visa is about to expire. Now that said, we all know the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear a conspiracy theory? Let's hear it. I'm all for it. <laughs> all right. So this poor man's magic mic. We think that <laughs> he was told by the production crew oh. to call off the wedding so that they'll get a genuine reaction, aka the panic attack that we saw. Yeah, Natalie, it was experiencing, so that they can film that. And some people speculate that in next episode, or I don't know, maybe next two or episodes or something, he's gonna surprise her with the actual grand wedding that she was hoping for. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that happening. So yeah, but it's kind of if that's the savage, case. If if he actually like made her cry like that, yeah. If that's the case, let me ask you this. Do you think it would have been worth it? Would you, in retrospect, go, oh, that was totally worth it? Or would you be like, fuck you for doing that? Dude, it would be the latter. Like, fuck you for making me, like, you know, for making me pack, uh, you know, what she say, for me, for making me pack my suitcase, you know? Yeah, on live TV. On live TV. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a tough one. That shoe yeah. throw was good though. Really- I was gonna say that I rewounded <laughs> that part just to see that again. I know. Right into the counter. I'm like, hey, <laughs> two points. <laughs> and again, it felt so genuine because when she called the the chick that she called to cancel the wedding, mm-hmm. like either she was being too calm or too impartial because she was almost not surprised that the wedding was called off. She did express some form of sympathy, but she was like, okay, okay, well, you got to calm down. Like, I couldn't understand you. Like, I don't know. I wasn't, I felt a little offended by that conversation because, because I felt she should have been a little bit more empathetic at least. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the wedding officiant or something. I, I don't mm. know what, I forgot her name. But seeing her call that, that person to call off the wedding, I was like, Wow, this seems so real. I know they got married, but damn. Yeah. If she's that great of an actress, someone needs to like give her a, a Hollywood agent or something. <laughs> like she better get some sign this agent. woman. <laughs> yeah. Give that yeah. woman an agent. But yeah, otherwise, man, Big Mike, that's savage, man. That's savage. Not not the good, not the good Megan Thee Stallion type of savage. Like <laughs> this is like really bad savage. Okay, this is bad savage. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I know we talked about Jovi and the strip clubs and his situation and like how his friend was like, "Well, I can't go in there. Um, you know, I got a wife and kids at home." I like Natalie's position on it, and that's what I'm talking about. The fun doesn't gotta stop, y'all. Natalie was like. I want to go, you know, and Mike was like, you do, you don't mind going in there and making it rain, you know, I'm like, yo, if your love ain't like that, man, I don't want it, you know, (laughs) I want, that's the thing, and she was down to have a little fun, she knew that, look, you belong to me, I belong to you, whatever, we can go to a strip club and it's and it's fine it's fun there was a lot to love about natalie this season as much as you know there was a lot to hate about her Mm -hmm. but that was one of the things that one of the scenes i think for me that was like yeah 
that's the kind of love I want where like you get it, you're on the same page and it doesn't matter that we're going to this place to have some fun. And yeah, there's going to be some chicks doing awesome things on, on poles and stuff. <laughs> Acrobatics yeah. are cool. Yeah. And Mike was like, oh, do you want to lap dance? And that's what I would do. I'd be like, oh no, like, I don't want to lap dance, but here's 20 if you give my wife one. Yeah, I mean, like, let's have some fun with this. I don't know. And maybe, maybe we're just not there yet. Maybe there's still the stigma, you know, that let strippers are bad. And if you've ever been to a strip club, you know, they're not out to steal your man. That's not this whole thing about, oh, the, the guy's going to go there and what and cheat. <laughs> the strippers out to steal your man. You know how many men uh, come and go to those things? Yeah. So I just, I was really like, I had to applaud Natalie for that. And I'm like, dude, big Mike, marry this woman dude <laughs> like Which she did. seems fun enough yeah she seems fun enough okay like buy her carrots and fucking marry her like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or put in some heating <laughs> yeah. insulate your house insulation and some heat in that place <laughs> you know buy some uh deodorizer for your walk-in closet or something wash your clothes bro yeah <laughs> wash your clothes <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm curious to what the next couple episodes are gonna be whatever you know how many more episodes we got to, to the finale but i'm I hope that they cover it. I hope that they don't cover it. And it's just, we know that they got married, but we don't get to see it kind of deal. I would rather watch it. I'd rather see it and watch it and see what, see what happens, you know, with them. So, yeah, but it would be a sick joke for him to like turn this around and suddenly like, psych, (laughs) we get married. (laughs) Yeah. And I could imagine that. And I could imagine TLC with their production and yeah. You know, they, they use they use the good lighting and the fucking corny music comes on and, and he's standing there and I'm like, no, no, fuck that. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to wrap this up with your WTF moment? Yeah, so WTF was Mike calling off the wedding. Even See? though I knew, yeah, even though I knew, I just thought, damn, Mike, really? Yeah, that's not cool. Not cool. Really not cool. shitty move to do that. Yeah, and and even if this is some kind of master plan to be like surprise, I'd be like, mm, still shitty, 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 shitty. <laughs> yeah, I really felt for. Her. It's a shitty stunt. Yeah, right. A stunt. That's what it is. A stunt. Yeah, pull yeah. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and shame on you, TLC, for yeah, yeah, <laughs> for like just going along with it. I'd be watching that shit if that was me and I'd be like this ain't nah man (laughs) this ain't the look man you got me over here crying what if I said some shit what if I said some foul shit out of anger and they got that shit on camera yeah you know what I mean yeah and then like oh we were just joking you still want to marry me I'm like (laughs) I said some shit I can't take back though (laughs) yeah Well, before we end this, I just want to send my congratulations to Omar. Remember Omar and Avery? Omar, I guess the dentist from Syria. And Avery's from, uh, I want to say she's from Connecticut. She's the, the Muslim convert that moved to Dubai uh, with Omar. So Omar finally got his uh, visa so he can now go over to the U.S. So Omar and Avery, I 
they're no longer part of the 90 Day Fiancé franchise. They were part of before the 90 Days cast. But Oh, Avery was the one who she converted to yeah. Islam? Yeah. Right. And this was before she was dating because people were like, oh, you converted for your boyfriend. No, she was already converted. Correct. She, she met him. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. are we congratulating him on that? Is she pregnant or something? No, Omar finally got his visa. Remember? Oh, his visa. Yeah. I thought that took a hell of a long time. Because oh my he's a Syrian and, you know, 45, Ben, all those Muslim countries. Remember? Right. Dang, that just seems like ages ago. Yeah. He just now got it. Yeah. And remember, That's awesome. Avery went to lawyers, immigration law firms, and they were saying, well, it's a one in a million chance of him coming to the U.S. or something like yeah. because of the ban, right, on all those countries. And I'm like, damn, they're SOL. But yeah, finally, Omar got, I guess, his green card. So awesome. yeah, congrats. They're a genuine couple, for sure. They're still yeah. together. They look like they're in love. So I'm really happy for them. That's awesome. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Lon, where can we find you aside from this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can find me on instagram at lon underscore like underscore lon l-a-n underscore like underscore l-a-w-n lon like lon on instagram um i also uh live stream on uh facebook at italics plays i-i-t-a-l-i-x-p-l-a-y-s and what games are you playing right now, Long? <laughs> I'm currently playing Resident Evil Biohazard Ooh. in preparation for Resident Evil Village, which comes Ooh. out in May. So yeah, and I do have an IG page for that as well. That's at I-I-T-A-L-I-X. Thanks, Nadia. And where can we find you? You can find me in the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me in the club. <laughs> I am Sri Nadja on Instagram. That's S-H-R-I-N-A-D-J-A. If you want to talk about 90 Day Fiance, Real Housewives, you know, anything royal family related, I'm obsessed with that. And the Grammys. If you recently watched the Grammys and you want to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, the, oh, I'm, I missed out. That's, missed that? that's how out of touch I am. Damn. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good Grammys. A lot of uh, record-breaking <clears throat> stuff happened yesterday i think beyonce is like the most winningest singer of all time and uh taylor swift won album of the year again wow. so, and uh billy eilish got something too didn't billy eilish got record of the year wow. uh, so a lot of uh, records broken i guess yeah so but yeah that's that's all for me <laughs> see you next week folks Bye. So